who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What do you get when you take two childhood friends with a passion for unexplored history and a whole lot of booze? You get us, Queen's Podcast. And here at Queen's, we are spilling the tea on all kinds of women from history. From New Orleans voodoo queen, Marie Laveau, to Marie Antoinette, and everything in between. Each queen is paired with a cocktail recipe that will totally get you in the mood to hear the fun, dramatic, and juicy stories of fascinating women from history. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Cheers! Hey guys, welcome to Awkward Sex in the City. I hope you liked our last episode. Today I have Millie Tamares. And if you want to see her, you can see her anytime in New York City. She does a lot of stand-up and storytelling. She just founded Flex Magazine, which is an online satire mag. And they're going to do a live show at Caveat in December. So check it out. Check out Caveat's schedule. Definitely come. In this episode, we talk about yeast infections, UTIs, how all dick is trash, uh, self-care, and doing the work. Guys, I hope you like it. It's just all dick is trash, you know? If you start like, oh, well, this guy's nice or this, and then and then they'll have, they'll be great at sex, but be a terrible person. If I have plastic surgery, I could look like Cardi B, but I could never <laughs> look like fucking Olivia Munn, you know? Hi. Thank you so much for doing this show. Of with course. Me. I'm so excited to have you. Um, my favorite thing about you, well, oh. not my favorite thing, but one of them is like my naturally blonde hair. <laughs> or now it's like brownish, whatever. It <laughs> happens a lot though with blonde hair, is it like it will just start to break off? Ah, uh, yeah. The price of being blonde. <laughs> <laughs> I tried so hard. I tried so hard in high school to be blonde. Like I ugh, it was so bad. I tried to be blonde and tan. Oh, and gosh. I would do all the fake tanners, so I would just be orange, like orange hair and also orange tan. And it just, I looked like such white trash. Like it was oh my God. awful. Yeah. Um, so funny. So yeah. It's, everyone wants to be blonde. You know, it's a cool it's color. Fun, yeah, it's, it's a dramatic, fun. fun color. I love it. Yeah. But you're also known for, and I don't know the, I remember the, Anita's told me, but I forget the origin of all dickish trash, oh. <laughs> which I love. And I want to see more on t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll I'll is trash was like I I was I'm was in this dead or am in this um sketch collective called Deadass and we um we just write we make we make sketches and we've been together for like three years or something. And just one of you know, I just made sketches all the time for like 
fake businesses or fake this or like, and it's just me in front of a green screen. So I did one that was a fake TED talk and the thesis was, was all dick is trash. And like <laughs> there was like spliced in real, you know, and it was just like, no matter what, it's all trash. And then it just like people really took to it. And, you know, I made shirts. I made two iterations of shirts. There's still some on sale. We're going to have a flash sale soon because we're going to get rid of okay. a lot of shirts. Well, I want one, so yeah, yeah. post on Facebook. I want to yeah, do it. Yeah, I will, I will, yeah. So yeah, it just came from, it's so funny because I studied abroad in Japan. Oh, cool. And um, I I still have a relationship with my host mom. And my host mom's like, she's super nice. And she adds me on Facebook. We're like friends on Facebook. But like, she'll see my comedy shit and she like doesn't understand any. So I told her, you know, I just told her like, hey, I'm going to Tokyo. And I was like, you know, she lives like pretty far from Tokyo, but she lives in Japan. And I'm like, hey, I just want to let you know that I'm going. Like, I totally get that you can't go. But, you know, if you came to the United States and didn't tell me, I'd be upset. Like, so I'm just telling you. And then we ended up talking, like Skyping for like two hours. And she was like, uh, I have a question. You know, she's asking about my life and all this stuff. And I was telling her about my business trips. I was best and she's like, I have a question. All dick is trash. <laughs> she didn't get it. Ah. It's like so different than like what. And I was just explaining to her. Yeah, it's just like, you know, society really like conditions men. You know, you know, male entitlement. They get whatever they want. They can treat people with whatever they want with no consequence. No, nothing. You know what I mean? And uh, and that's just that's just what it is. You know, mm-hmm. that's like terrible but then sometimes men are shitty to us and we take it we internalize it you know like mm-hmm. and we take it personally and it's like what well if i was prettier if i was this i was that you know and then you also just like make compromises too like you know like they tell you like oh well you know if a guy's like good looking he's gonna be a dick so then you date you know I the actual origin story is like you know like, I was dating this guy. He's like, okay, he's not, like, all that. You know, he's cute. Like, I think he's cute, but he's not, like, hot, you know? But, like, he's really nice. He's really nice. Like, and I'm just putting up with all this shit. Yeah. Like, just going, like, weeks without texting me and, like, all this shit. Like, and I'm like, well, he's nice. He's nice. And then, like, you know, he's, like, fucking has ED problems and stuff and, like, not getting it checked out and, like, can't really finger me and like can't you know just like fucking sucks and then but i'm like he's nice and then he ends up being a dick like he left me at a bar like he said he was going to the bathroom and he just left me that's like a long story but it's like oh you know it's all trash and then like a few days you know uh it's just all dickish trash you know if you start like oh well this guy's nice or this and then and then they'll have they'll be great at sex but be a terrible person and then you're like, oh, it's all trash, you know? And then that's it. Like, that's, like, the philosophy. So there's no need to, like, get mad or, like, take it personally or anything. I was also left at a bar by a dude. Yeah, that's actually what ultimately be what made me break up with him. Like, that was, like, my last straw. I was like, I can't fucking. And he did some awful things to me, but he left me at UCB East. Oh, no. stupid hot room girl. Hot, Hot chicks room. Hot chicks room. And I was like, oh, I am done. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. So when you said that, I perked up. I was like, fuck, all dick is trash. Yeah. What a what a move just to be like, I'm, I'm going, I'm leaving. I'm not telling you. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. 
that's like after I had waited for him for an hour at this bar, like, you know, after like a few minutes, I made friends and like <laughs> was talking to other people and stuff. But like, yeah, it's just like, man, fuck you. And then he was trying to like, oh, that guy sucks. He was like trying to, you know, a few like eight months later, like gradually like trying to sneak his way in, like add me on Instagram and like reopen that. And I'm just like, you never even fucking apologize for leaving me. Like not even like even a month later, if you were like, hey, you know, what's up? I'm really sorry. Can we try this again? Like I would have, you know, and then like I he saw me. I was at the beach a few months after that. It's like a whole thing. A few months after like that was in December and like August, I was at the beach with my friends, you know, Rockaway Beach Mm -hmm. in the water. I went to the taco shack, took, you know, this and that. And then I'm on the bus to go back to Williamsburg and I get a direct snap from him and he's at the beach in the taco shop. Like everywhere I was, he was taking selfies and sending it to me directly. And I was just like, what the fuck? So he saw me. But instead of like coming up and like talking to me, I was like, even if he came up and was like, hey, what's up? Like, how have you been? I still would have like and then he worked his way. I was just thinking like all the ways he could have like. Worked his way back in, but he was just such a bitch about it. As I say, it was like a little cunt. Like, he couldn't. Because I feel like people like that are very aware of what they're doing is wrong and, like, not okay. But their way of avoiding it is to literally avoid that person they're they're shitting on. Yeah. But obviously, like, you meant something to him. So he was, like, trying to still reach out. But Mm -hmm. it's like, but you're doing, like, like you said, like, you're doing it all the wrong way. Like, you just, you're. You're just making yourself look more and more like a little shit. Like why? And like giving you more reason to be like, I'm so glad this is over. Yeah. Like after the reaching out, like this was literally like four or five years ago. After the reaching out, like I just sent him like a really long Facebook message that I can like totally read. I don't give a fuck. But um, he like a really like, hey, I think like because I left a line of communication open with Snapchat, like we were still friends on Snapchat. Like you probably like you know, it's like a little confusing or something. Cause when I got those selfies, I looked at them, but I didn't respond. I didn't say anything. I was just so freaked out. Yeah. Um, but I'm just like, I want you to, I want to be very clear with you that I think you're an asshole because of this reason, this reason, and this reason. And like, that's always my, I really try. I really hate being ghosted. And I, I think it's just so fucking lame. Like, so I really tried to be, very direct and clear and it's hard i get it like it's really hard to tell somebody that you don't want to see them anymore um but i always just i love being like clear i'm like okay either we are or we aren't and that's it like i'm not doing this like i'm not doing this shit and like probably in my earlier 20s i was the one who was always getting ghosted or this and that and like now recently when i'm like oh i don't want to do this like i'm just like have a straight conversation or like text or something like hey, we shouldn't see each other anymore. Like, this isn't working. Um, and that's just been so much easier. Oh, but- yeah. Once you get over that hump of being like, oh, being direct's really hard, because you're being honest. You're being honest and real with someone that has emotions and that can, and you don't know how people are going to react sometimes. And you don't want to, no one, I would hope that no one like actually like actively wants to hurt people's feelings. But mm-hmm. yeah, when you're so direct and like what you really want to, and like not being ashamed of what you want, exactly uh then it starts being it starts it's just like really fun yeah um i think like 
you know, people, people really look down on like wanting to be in a relationship or like wanting to like catching feelings and all that stuff. Like that's so lame or whatever. But like, I don't know, like once I start, you know, when I started dating, because again, I was a virgin until I was almost 24. Um, and I wasn't really in my college. Like it was just mostly, mostly women, mostly Asian people. So like, I wasn't really dating in college, like, but a lot of my friends weren't. So mm-hmm. I don't want to say that it was just me, but you know, I wasn't really dating and dating was like so different, like completely fucking different in my college. Cause I went to a small liberal arts college and it was, only like 500 people and everyone had to live on campus so i feel like if you made out with someone twice like they were already like sleeping in your dorm room every night and you guys would get all your meals and go on all like it was just so serious so quickly in my college so like learning how to date in new york was such a fucking like i just failed so hard so many times i met so many people like oh my gosh but yeah like when I'm like, oh, you know what? You know, very recently, I'm like, you know what? I want something serious, like, you know, and it's, but when I'm, like, when I'm clear in my head of, like, this is what I want, it's not that, like, every guy, you know, which is what, like, because when guys, when I'm dating guys, they're like, what are you looking for? I'm like, I'm kind of looking for something serious. They're like, oh, she probably wants that with me. And, like, I think it was very different from, like, I'm looking for something serious, like, but not, like, immediately with the person i'm dating but it's like ultimately yeah i don't want to just like hang around forever you know what i mean i don't yeah. think anybody wants that i have some people do i don't know but i think these guys like that i've been seeing recently have been like um oh well uh you know i'm not looking for anything serious like what you know and i'm just like hey like i'm i didn't say that i wanted that with you right now and then they're like what what do you mean why like Ego is so fragile. And it's like, wait, like, I'm looking for something serious, but I still understand, like, we need to take time to figure, like, this out. And I don't even know if I want this with you. Yeah. You know? And, yeah, like, the past, like, the last two guys I was, I was dating, um, you know, like, one of them, like, uh, was still living with his ex. I know. Ooh. And that was really fucking hard. And... You know, we didn't date. We dated like less than two months, but still, like, that was hard. And then, yeah, like, it's one thing to be like, oh, we're still figuring out. Like, we're still like casually dating, like, whatever. Yeah. And it's another thing of like, you have like a whole ass, like, other person that you go home to. Like, you'll leave my house. And I know that you still share a bed with her sometimes. And you're like so adamant about wearing a condom that I know that you're still sleeping with. Like, like, there's just so much stuff like, I can't do this because mm-hmm. that's like polyamory and like, that's different. And that's not what you want. That's not what I want. Like, if it's OK, we're seeing other people and we're hanging out and stuff like to me, that's like fine. But when you have like a partner, I mean, you know, they're broken up, but they went on vacation together. Like, what? Well, and it's like, no, then they're, then they're not broken. Then up. You're not broken up. Yeah. And like, just then. Yeah. Stop. You know what? It's like, I can't do this anymore. And then, you know, the guy, you know, the guy was like trying to and I just got really mad at him. And I was just like, look, if you told me that, like, this was what it was or no, no, no. If you told me that you weren't looking for anything serious at all ever, Mm -hmm. like. I wouldn't have dated. I wouldn't have even gone on a date with you because like. Like. 
Yeah, it's just like if that po- if that door is not open, then it's not open. And I'm not going to before guys would tell me that and I'd be like, oh, OK, yeah. And then they would sleep over every day and we'd hang out all the time. But I'm, and I'm like, yeah, well, we're a bit. And then they're like, whoa, whoa, I said, I, you know, it's just like mm-hmm. when they say that, it's basically like down the line, I'm going to be an asshole and you can't say anything because I said this because I warned you, because I warned you. And it's just like, no, now I listen. But but that also means that like they if they don't tell me that's on them too like they can't be like oh well I you know and it's like no you have to like that's also on you you have to be direct and be like this is what I want you have to accept the consequences that like not every cool fun person that you want to date is gonna want to date you because these are your things like yeah you know just like me like there's so many like hot guys that I see on Tinder but they just like want to hook up one night and it's not fair for me to like hook up and say I want something casual. And then, like, you know, try to make them my boyfriend. You know what I mean? And the, the opposite is true, too. It's not fair for you to, like, know that you never want anything serious or that you can never whatever. And then, like, get someone's hopes up. You know, that's, like, fucking whack. So, yeah, with this guy. Yeah, so I was just telling him, like, if you said that, like, I wouldn't have even wasted my time. And he's just like, well, you knew what the situation was. You knew this and that. Like, and I was just like, hey, I was having fun until, like, I'm just, like, retelling this whole breakup. It's like, I was having fun. That's what this podcast is for. Get it out. (laughs) Everyone wants to hear it because we all go, like, you're saying so many things. And I'm like, yeah, I've dealt with a piece of shit just like this. Like, it's such a, it's such a tired trope at this point. It's so whack. It's just like, yeah, like, you know, I was having fun, too. I was like, I was having fun. I love, like, going and doing my thing. But, like, still, when I want to, like have sex once a week I can like yeah you know but I love like not having to like report every detail to somebody you know and yeah like I was having fun but and then it got it stopped being fun and you know and he was just like well I don't want anything to, and and then I'm just like I also like you know he or he was this is the part that got me was like he was like yeah I just didn't want anything serious and I'm like yeah you know I don't know if I want anything serious with you either and he was just so offended. And he was like, what do you mean? And I'm like, he's like, why not? And I'm like, you, one, you just said you didn't want anything serious with me, which is like a big trend with a lot of these guys. Is like, they'll be like, I don't want anything serious. And then as soon as you tell them, like, yeah, me neither. They're like, whoa, hold on a second. And then another thing is, um, is another thing is like, you're a fucking mess. You don't have your shit together. You don't know what you want. I don't you know i want to be in something like serious but not with you like yeah you don't have your shit figured out how old were they when this was happening oh they're young they're 26 um because veronica do you know veronica garza yes so she uh was on the podcast um earlier today i recorded with her and she was telling me that there's like the that men's brains don't fully mature until 27 I believe that. Right? And I was like, every dude that I dated that was younger than 27 makes so much more sense now. Because it's like, you're a literal child. Yeah, for real. I believe that. And like, the last few people I've dated were 26. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, so close, but just not uh, quite. Yeah, I know. So, it's just like, yeah. And it's also like, men also are not conditioned to be honest and transparent with their emotions and stuff. And like, there's also times, too, where I've gone a year and a half without having, like, after I've, like, lost my virginity, I've gone, like, 
a year, year and a half without mm-hmm. having sex, like a, a year without dating and all this stuff. And it's because like I wasn't in a place like I was unemployed or I was like just really depressed. Like I wasn't in a place to meet people like and date. And like I yeah. had to like really work on myself for a little bit and like take myself out of the game and like focus on stuff. And like these past few months, um, I've been dating a lot, but that's because I feel like good about not a hundred percent. I feel great about my body and all this, but it's like, I feel good about where I am in life. Yeah. I've done work. I'm doing the work. And like, I feel comfortable letting, but I feel like a lot of people don't do that work and they just bring somebody into their mess and like mix them around. And then it's just like, um, you need to like not date anybody. And like, that's fine. Yeah. Like, for like a little while, just stop. You know, I know it might be hard with the sex thing because people, whatever, but like, but porn's great. But porn is great. And like, just chill for a little bit. Take, take like a few months off. The last person, you know, the last guy I was like breaking up with, um, he needed to take some time. Like, you need to take like, <laughs> check yourself out, dog. Like, that's it. Cause, woof, my God. Some people I just don't think know how to be alone. Mm. Like the dude that left me in the bar, um, he would be kind of, he would like break up, get back, break up, get back together. And he was basically like juggling me and this other woman. He didn't know how to be alone for sure. Like did not know what it was like just to be his own person. And I think it was more because he was scared to see like what that was, like what it looked like. But I've also known a lot of, um, a lot of just other friends that I like really like that like don't, know how to be alone and they find themselves in like shitty relationships that they just think that this is what a relationship is it's like a lot of work and it's not so basically everything you just said like after that dude left me in the bar I took I kind of like took a year off like you said to figure out what I wanted but I still was having sex but I was just very direct with the dudes that like I'm not looking for anything mm-hmm. I'm just trying to figure out what I like sexually like I didn't tell them that part mm-hmm. but I was just like I need to know because I was faking orgasms like left and right oh, and I didn't yeah. know I, I don't do that yeah yeah and so um but then when I met my current boyfriend like I don't think I would have been ready for him if I hadn't taken that year and I also did something that I'm very embarrassed about but I would I've never done an online date but mm. I had tinder and um oh not match What's the other one? Okay, keep it. Mm-hmm. And I would like start things with guys and like flirt with them and make myself feel better. And then I would ghost them. Oh, I know. I'm like not proud of that. But the guy in the the ex left me in such a bad mental space because he was basically emotionally abusive that I didn't feel attractive anymore. And I was just a way for me to feel to kind of get back there, which I hate that I had to do. And in retrospect, I was like, that's really fucked up because mm-hmm. it was ghosting before it was ghosting. And mm-hmm. like once that term came out, I was like, oh, no, I was I was the ghoster 100 mm. percent. And like. I'm not proud of it, but it's like also part of my past. So I have to like a- acknowledge it. Yeah, that's that's good to know. I, I, I feel like with men, at, you know, like I haven't ever had like a serious boyfriend for like a few years or anything, you know. So, but, you know, I feel like with women, because we're conditioned to like, just how we're conditioned differently, um, you know, I can talk, I can talk to my friends, I can text them like, I'm having a really hard time in life. I'm like unemployed. I'm this or I'm that or I'm feeling depressed or my grandma got sick and all this stuff. Like I, I can like have these like deep emotional bonds with other people because because society like that's kind of what we're 
raised up in condition, you mm-hmm. know, like women are allowed to have these emotional bonds. But men, I feel like so even though I haven't had a boyfriend, I feel like I am equipped to know how to deal with emotional situations, talk. I am Buddhist. So I have like the spiritual outlet, like and like a tool when things get tough. I, I do therapy when I have health insurance. Right. Like I do all these things so that like when I'm going through, you know, when I need to talk or when I need that emotional outlet, I have it. Yeah. But I feel like men are not conditioned that way. They are not told or taught by society that they have to prioritize these things. And the only way they a lot of them get it is like by a girlfriend. You know, they like need somebody to talk to and tell their problems and stuff like that. And they probably have like a lot on their mind and on their chest. But like they like the only person that they can tell or, you know, the only person that they're conditioned that is okay to talk to these things are women. Mm-hmm. And um, so then that's where it gets tricky because they're like, I don't want anything serious. But then they will, you know, like let all this out and like all this emotional and like, you know, on, on the receiving end, you're like, oh, my God, like, you know, you're you're opening up to me like we're bonding emotionally because, you know, that's what you do with someone that you're close to. And then you have sex with them and then you feel something and then they're like, wait, hold on. No, we're just uh, casual like this and that. And it's just like, no, I'm so-. so then it took a long time for me to like get to this place where like, oh, no, if you want like just casual, then you can't tell me this. Like and that sucks. But it's just like, yeah, like yeah. then don't. That's what is casual. Like I don't want it, you know, and before. Again, that's what dating has completely shifted. Like, and like, it's also like with experience and stuff of like, I can see shit. And then also like when they start with the like, we're casual, but then start telling me shit. I'm just like, hey, that sounds like a personal. Bro- like, that sounds so it's so fu- like savage and mean or whatever. But it's just like, dude, no, because because that I'm not going to get caught up in your shit. Yeah. Like, you need to figure this out or you need to like make a commitment to me. And like, you know, we're dating and then that that's a whole nother conversation. But you don't want to have that conversation so that you can't have this conversation with me. Yeah, that they don't get to have someone that's going to do the emotional work without that type of commitment, because that is it's probably like the biggest uh, responsibility of a yeah. relationship, I feel like is like and it's a lot because mm-hmm. we all have our shit. Exactly. And but you're right. Like you don't get to have your cake and eat it too. Or like, you don't get to have a grass is greener on the other side. Either like you make this commitment to me and we do go through this because you are a cool person, et cetera, et cetera. But you don't get to use me like that. No, fuck you. (laughs) No, totally. Yeah. And so you went to, um, where'd you go to school at? I went to a small liberal arts college in Southern California. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. 500 people I know holy shit that's like smaller than my high school was yeah my high school definitely smaller my high school was um like almost 3,000 whoa that's a huge high school yeah yeah yeah. my high school was like huge and my college was still small um and so like you were saying like dating just wasn't even like a possibility basically because like it's just too small it's too small everybody and then like the same guy the same guy would hook up with all your friends and like Mm -hmm. hook up with you like make out at a party and then like the next week like oh god I had this guy who was like just bouncing between me and my roommate like over the, like and it's just so fucking lame and like over time that's the thing is like they because they're like in this crazy microcosm of stuff like 
they think that this is the world. So they get used to like all these pretty interesting girls like yes. being obsessed with them because they have no choice. And then um, after college, they really have a hard time. And like most of the guys from my college end up marrying somebody from my college because they can't they can't hang in the real world. And like, yeah, like it's kind of sad. But also like. Like I thought I was just such a loser after college, you know. Like during college, you know, it was like mostly Asian women and like, you know, our half or mix or something. And, you know, we're in Southern California. There's not, you know, I'm Dominican. There's not really like people like me there. I grew up where I grew up in South Florida, like Miami, where everyone looked like me. And then I went somewhere where like, they're, you know, you're either black, Mexican, Asian or, you know, like. So I just felt so unattractive at times in college. Also, looking back, like, I don't know what the fuck I was wearing any, at any time. <laughs> so I'll give myself that. But um, I just felt so unattractive. And, like, all these people would talk about, like, oh, who's the hottest girl in school? Who's And then it'd always be, like, this, these little, like, these skinny Japanese girls with straight hair and pale skin. And, they're like, sometimes I would literally have an eating disorder and, like, have to take, like, a semester off. And they're all talking about how hot this girl is. And I'm just like, I'm never going to look like that. Like, at least like the hot girls. Not that I was like a hot girl in, in high school, but like at least the hot girls that like, kind of OK. Like we're, we're talking same genre here. Right? Or something. Like I'm never going to look like, like they, this. It was comparable. Yeah. I'm like, OK, like if I had plastic surgery, I could look like Cardi B, but I could never <laughs> look like fucking Olivia Munn, you know. Um, but. Yeah, so I just really, like, was, like, coded in me that because I did not look like them, I was not attractive. Mm -hmm. And it took a long time to unlearn that that bullshit. Um, and in high school, high school, like, I don't know what, what the fuck. I would, like, talk to people, <laughs> but I wasn't really, like, into dating. I was, like, whatever. And then, call, you know, I was kind of waiting for college, and then college was that. And then... So, like, yeah, it was, like, a lot of unlearning and, like, failing and all this stuff. But now, like, you know, I'm, like, almost 30 and 29. And, like, it's, like, oh, I don't regret anything. Like, yeah, like, I don't have any regrets. And it's just also, like, it's so funny. All these, like, school shooters and all these, like, Silicon Valley assholes, they're all, like, I didn't get laid in, co in high school and college. So, like, fuck the world. It's, like, I feel like it's the greatest I've had so much bad sex, like, as an adult that I can't imagine, like, yes. before I could, like, communicate, like, you know, I I am so happy and so fortunate that I didn't have to have bad sex. Like, I like I evaded all this, like, bad sex. Um, <laughs> and I feel like that's one of my greatest joys in life. <laughs> I can't believe people complain about not having, like, I get there's, like, an element of, like, oh, after school and stuff. But, like, I don't know. When you're like an adult and like you have your own place and you have your own shit set up and mm -hmm. like I don't know I, I think there's like a lot of fun too and like yeah I don't know I don't, I don't oh, have any regrets I 100 percent agree and I don't know if you've noticed this but like there's a, little, ugh, ugh. There's a lot of late bloomers quote unquote late bloomers in the female comedy world like I didn't lose it till I was 20 um, Phoebe Robinson I think was 24. Anita Flores was 24. Oh. A lot of like. Um, Jessica Williams too. Jessica Williams. Um, a lot, a lot of women waited. And it's, you're right. I remember in high school being like, I don't want to fuck. Like, you're disgusting. Yeah. Like, you smell like acts. 
I can't even imagine what your dick smells like. <laughs> and then in college, I actually had a similar experience. I went to this party school that was, it was like 70% ridiculously hot women, um, all, all white, blonde hair, blue eyes, tan, um, North Face jacket, black leggings, basically like what a Park Slope mom wears now, like on the streets, like that was their uniform. And then 30%, like fine guys, like they were whatever, they were okay, they kind of sucked, but they were very aware of this reality they were given for four to five years, however long it took them to graduate. And they took advantage of it and would pit girl against girl because these girls were like basically fighting over these, this dick. And I was like, I'm good. Yeah. And I also had like adult braces and felt very gross. And I was like, I'm never going to be tan and blonde. I'm never going to be this skinny. I'm always going to have like a big butt and like big tits. Like I don't, and you do, you start to compare and you're like, I'm never going to be, but what can, what's like the closest I can get to looking like that? Mm -hmm. Is that what you even want? Mm -hmm. And then you get out of it. Did you come straight to New York afterwards? Basically, yeah. Yeah? Okay. So when I would get catcalled, it was like, like, yo, hey, girl, hey, girl. And then I'm like looking around and like, me? <laughs> yes. The first year I was like, okay, okay. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, people hate, I, you know, now like I'm mm -hmm. losing my hearing because I'm like shoving earphones in my ears so hard. But like, I mean, you know, I'm not going to say that like that didn't help my confidence in a way, like, I'm not, I'm not, I hate even saying this because it's just like, so this is so nuanced and so whatever, like, you know, because I, I think catcalling is wrong, but I also like the idea that people could find me attractive. I mean, that was a whole, like, that was a huge reason why I was so scared of online dating because I thought like I was just going to show up and the guy was going to be looking for, you know, I think that's a lot of what people's fears. Is that like you're going to show up to the date and like they're going to be looking for the skinny blonde girl. But like what I learned, you know, and you know, I'm in this group where like plus size women and this one girl's like, which dating apps are better? And it's like, it doesn't matter. Just like be honest about what you look like. And those people will, you know, if you're like honest and like have those pictures and like are transparent, like the yeah. ones that are interested are interested and that's it. And if they're not interested in you, like, then fuck him. Like, no, who fuck, cares? Like, who cares? You know? But, um, I only had one date where the guy was like, you don't look like your pictures. This date is over. Fuck <laughs> that him. That date was like five minutes long. And that guy was like five, five, maybe five, six. But uh, like Napoleon complex. Yeah. What a dick. Fuck him. Um, but yeah, but, but beyond that, like, so I got used to get so like self, after that, I got so self-conscious about my photos. Of course. And like a few times guys would be like, oh my God, you look so much better in person. Thank God. And I'm like, what? Okay, good. Like, you know? Yeah. It's just so, yeah, just so, like, so much different. I don't know. Like, yeah, it just depends. But definitely, like, the last few times, the guys were like, oh, yeah, okay, you, I can do this. They're like, you're cute. Like, you're way cuter. <laughs> person. I, was like, I thought it was, like, showing you my best foot, but I guess not. I don't know. Or you just, you look great in person or on photos. Like, maybe it's both. Maybe it's both. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe all dick is trash. <laughs> <laughs> all dick is trash. Mm -hmm. um, but also that, like, I think that, like, stems into, I'm trying to think, like, how to phrase this. Uh, we're so, and I think men and women, or women and men do this, but we're so worried about our appearance because for so, so long, the only people that were really were like respected were like the beautiful ones. And I think that still like filters down that we're like, oh, well, if we don't feel 
pretty or we don't think this person thinks we're pretty, we're not going to be like respected. Does that like make sense? Yeah, I, I feel that. I, I feel that, but also, like, as I've gotten older, I've really, you know, like, what's attractive to me mm-hmm. is, like, you know, I date a lot of Asian men, <laughs> which is, like, you know, only, like, recently, which I kind of am, like, kind of getting upset about because I'm, like, no one needs, like, everyone needs to chill out about, like, Asian men being hot because that's my secret. Like, <laughs> no one else should know <laughs> This is my shit. Like, just everyone back the fuck up. Like, this is my thing. But, um, yeah, I feel like, you know, everyone has their thing of, like, there's this uh, Haruki Murakami. He's, like, a writer, and he writes, like, short stories and, like, long books. But he has this, like, um, he has this one uh, short story that I really like, and it's called, like, On Meeting Your 100% Perfect Girl on, like, on a summer day. I don't know. But it's basically, like, everyone has their 100% perfect person, mm-hmm. like, for them. And, not like, that, you know, and he's, like, saw his on the street. And, like, oh, it's, like, it might not be good for everybody, but for you, it's, like, 100%. Yeah. And I think, like, you know, I haven't met my 100%. I've met my 90. I've met my 89. I've met my 95. But, like, that also was, like, oh, like, I might not be. But also, that's, like, comedy, too. It's, like. Yeah, I might not be everyone's cup of tea comedically, but I'm I'm like a lot of people's cup of tea. And like, how can I bring the best out of myself to show people <laughs> the people that are, are interested in me and would like like that? I, you know, yeah, that make sense? Like, oh, yeah. And I still feel like, you know, I'm never going to do this or do that. But I still take like a lot of pride in my appearance. I still love like dressing up and. And, like, doing my makeup before dates and all this stuff, like, I still, you know what I mean? I, like, there is a sense of, like, may, you know, I don't know. My friend says, like, there's no ugly people. There's just lazy people. And I think that that's, like, so true. It's, like, like if you, you know, it's, like, okay, you, you take the time to look at what, like, flatters your body and, like, what colors look good on you and, like, what hair, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. That's different, you know, and that's different than like I'm naturally like I'm I'm a model and this like, <laughs> there's so few people and even models like are scary looking like naturally you know they're oh, like yeah. so langy and so so it's just like yeah like taking pride in yourself and knowing like I'm not gonna be everyone's cup of tea but like still you know I don't know yeah and then there's like been so many times where I just feel like I ter- I totally look like shit and I feel like shit and I'm having a terrible day and some guys like. Hey, and I'm just like, oh my fucking God. Like literally the other day I was because I got a yeast infection. Jesus fucking Christ. No. I know. I know. Uh, it was my first one too. Oh gosh. Um, it's been a month because I got a UTI, I had to take plan B, and I got a yeast infection, like all Damn. within the same period. So I'm like fucking um been stressed. Uh and I'm like walking, you know, I just came from like a yoga class. I'm like walking to the nearest Walgreens to take like a test because because I don't want to go to the city MD to because city MD is two hundred dollars because I don't have insurance yet because I just started this job and then I'm like walking to CV uh, like Walgreens and like have my like vaginal health screening kit <laughs> and like I'm out of street corner and someone's gossiping to me like did you hear this person got this job like this writing job and I'm just like I and then this the, like I'm checking my phone and I have the screening kit and then. Some guy's like honking, telling me to come in his van. And I'm just like, can we fucking not? Can today just end, please? 
So like, there's a lot of shit on my plate right now. Yeah, can we just not? Can we just throw the day away? <laughs> so then this guy, so I got a UTI and then I told him and then he's like, uh, who'd you get it from? And I was like, uh, from Obviously you? you. And he's like, how'd you get a UTI if we use protection? And I was like, okay, um, you know, the male urethra is 10 inch. And I gave the whole speech. <laughs> and then he was like, he's like, so there's bacteria in my vag. And like, you know, I didn't pee. You know, that's why women have to pee after sex. And he's just like, where's the bacteria come from? And he's like, like, is it because I use my fingers? And I was like, oh, my God. And, and then like, yeah, uh, you know, and things with that. That guy was like fucking terrible. Like. He sucked. He like sucked about wearing condoms. Like, oh gosh, like he was the worst. And then I like went on a date this last past Saturday with this guy. He was really cool, and then we had sex. And um, I was just he wasn't. He's not Asian. I'm like doing TMI. <laughs> I don't know if we want to keep this in or not, but like he um. So you know, Asian men like because people are like, oh, Asian men, their dicks are so small. There, that's not true. Yeah, that's just a stereotype. That's just a stereotype. It's not true. Um, but this dick was like very girthy. Okay. Which I haven't experienced. Like a like a chode situation? Not a chode. Like it was the same length as in Asia, but like girthier. Okay. Okay. So that was like, oh, okay. And I was just experiencing dis- like discomfort while we were having sex. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I really have to get used to <laughs> And I kept putting on lube and she's like, what's going on? And then, um, yeah, and then I got to use it for two days later. And I was like, oh, this is why I was. And it was because, but honestly, it's because, like, my good friend got a yeast infection. And she was telling me all her symptoms. because, But that's, again, like, because I have, like, a good, like, healthy relationship with a friend where she feels like she can tell me shit, you know? Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, this is probably yeast infection because this is what this girl told me. Her symptoms were, um, so I was able to, but like, even like that, I'm like, oh, it's not, maybe it's like not that serious. Like, <laughs> it's not like I have to get accustomed to a different kind of dick. It's just, I was going to use the Uh, but then when I told this guy, he was like, how did you get it? And I'm like, oh my God, I want to do this. Like, I don't want to do this again. again yeah. <sighs> I wish this was explained to men in length and like sex ed. Like, this is what you're, yes. like, it's not ST, like, like, STDs are, like, important to know about, but it's, like, these are the things that really affect us, like, UTIs, like, I had a dude who also didn't shower, that he gave me UTI, I told a story so many times now at this point, he gave me a story, he gave me UTI that was so bad, but also because I ignored the symptoms, because I was, like, I'm a grown-ass woman, like, I wipe, right, like, I pee after, like, I, I'm good, it's been decades, um, so I ignored it, and my kidneys were shutting down. Yeah. And the doc, the city MD doctor was like, your kidneys are shutting down because your boyfriend has a dirty penis because he doesn't shower. Like, that was it. Like, I was like, oh, okay. And I was just so dumb. I think I was 24 at this point. I was so dumb to realize that, like, my partner or boyfriend's um, hygiene. hygiene could physically affect, affect me in a negative way. Yeah. Had no clue. That's what I want taught. Yeah, exactly. Like, you need to, like, I get, like, People who shower after sex, like, that's, like, you know, unnecessary, I feel like. But definitely, like, showering before and, like, washing your hands and all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. that's important. Yeah. Yikes. 
Yeah, that's shit that you don't. But yeah, that's shit that not. I wasn't even taught like about UTIs or or about yeast infections or any of that shit. Yeah, um, that's all stuff. I'm like, I'm learning now as I'm getting it, and I'm like, fuck. And you're like, well, also too, I don't want to blame it on. So right, so when I was like, so my friend told me her symptoms, and then one day I woke up and I just like felt some symptoms, and I just look up yeast infections, and it's like, okay, what causes them? Okay, high sugar and yeast diet i look back at my week and it was um i made my own pesto so i i got pizza so i like literally ate pizza every day that week and then it's like tight clothing uh i i look back on the date with the guy and to prep i wore not breathable panties tights and then spanks and then a jean skirt oh and then they're like Lots of alcohol. And then I look back in the day and we were drinking a lot of fucking alcohol. We were drinking so much beer. You call me Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, <laughs> I like beer. Um, then it's like, uh, you know, not. Then the next day, the day. So then, we, then the sex. And it was like girthy and like weird or whatever, you know, like. Then the next day I took a 75 minute hot yoga class. And then sat, you know, like I was so tired after the class that I didn't immediately shower. I like just sat with my tights on for like two hours. So it was I don't want to blame it on this. And then also like, you know, recently taking antibiotics, which I did because of the. So it was honestly the perfect storm. this, This whole little like microorganism, just like this little uh, biodome in your tights. Yeah, my fucking my pussy can't catch a break. <laughs> um, guys, I hope you love this episode. It was a really, it was such a pleasure talking with you, Millie. Um, like, subscribe, go check out Flex Magazine, go check awkwardsexthecity.com, see where our next shows are in the city and on the East Coast. And I'll see you in two weeks, guys. Bye.